During the season of Advent, we'll be using um, a form for morning prayer designed for Advent. You can access that through the link in the chat bar, and we'll use this form for the next uh, three weeks until Christmas. It's essentially the form of morning prayer for the Book of Common Prayer, a couple of minor additions, but the main thing is there's an Advent canticle in place of Tadeum slash Benedictus, that's after the first lesson, and then all the other prayer book stuff for Advent is just in the booklet for ease of use. Morning prayer begins on page three of, of the Advent morning prayer booklet. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our King and Savior draweth nigh, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms for today are Psalms 1 and 3, on page 345 and 346 of the prayer book. Blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, and hath not sat in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law will he exercise himself day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the water side, that will bring forth his fruit in due season. His leaf also shall not wither. And look, what, whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. As for the ungodly, it is not so with them, but they are like the chaff which the wind scattereth away from the face of the earth. Therefore the ungodly shall not be able to stand in the judgment, neither the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 3 Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise against me. Many one there be that say of my soul, There is no help for him in his God. But thou, O Lord, art my defender. Thou art my worship and the lifter of my head. 
I did call upon the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept, and rose up again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid for ten thousands of the people that have set themselves against me round about. Up, Lord, and help me, O my God, for thou smitest all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the book of Isaiah. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner and the donkey its master's crib, but Israel does not know, my people do not consider. Alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked to anger, the Holy One of Israel, they have turned away backward. Why should you be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faints. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment. Your country is desolate, your cities are burned with fire, strangers devour your land in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. So the daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard, as a hut in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Unless the Lord of hosts had left to us a very small remnant, we would have become like Sodom, we would have been made like Gomorrah. Here ends the first lesson. Together, the Advent Canticle on page 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth, and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the Gospel according to St. Mark. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. 
as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism for repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately, coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 7 of the booklet. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> o Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now, in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life of mortal, to him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We start uh, two new readings or, or books for Advent, Isaiah and Mark. And um, Isaiah is a prophet uh, whose sweep of history is fairly large um, in the sense that he uh, he, he is located in the opening verses here as ministry during a list of kings of Judah that um, ruled in the middle of the 8th century B.C., maybe 740, you know, plus and minus B.C. And yet, um, ultimately, Isaiah has prophecies that point to the Babylonian exile, which will take place about 150 years later. And this is what has made some people want to divide Isaiah up in, into parts. But quite apart from that, um, he's very important because he's a prophet who uh, both proclaims God's judgment on Israel, but also uh, he's more hopeful than some. Uh, uh, Isaiah is quintessentially the Advent prophet. We get to Lent, you know, Jeremiah is kind of the Lenten prophet, and Jeremiah has the occasional good news to kind of go with a constant dirge, but Isaiah, um, really has a gospel to preach, a good news, which is that um, despite Israel's unfaithfulness, um, there's going to be um, a savior, a messiah, whom he will characterize as a king, a child, and then uh, eventually um, a servant uh, in, in the later chapters. It should, it should be noted that the, the, the sort of framework of Isaiah that he begins with is kind of the the idea, the prophetic idea of the, of the divine lawsuit, and when when uh, God is speaking, He says, "Give ear, O heavens and earth." The heavens and earth are often in the scriptures; um, they serve in God's language as witnesses. In in the language of the Torah, you needed two or three witnesses to prove something. 
So God's calling heaven and earth as witnesses against his people to confirm what it is he's about ready to say. And it's significant that his um, his complaint against Israel is not um, you aren't religious enough. In fact, in many ways, he'll he'll say he'll go on in Isaiah here to say how tired he is of their religion. But the the, the uh, condemnation is they don't know him. They don't know God, which is not just about knowing facts about God, but living in a relationship with God. But Isaiah introduces here in this first few verses an important um, <clears throat> concept that's central to our own understanding of ministry, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, the concept of the remnant. That, it, that um, unless God had left us a remnant, we would have become like Sodom or Gomorrah. We would have been completely destroyed. But Israel will not be completely destroyed because God's going to uh, sustain a remnant, which um, develops in Isaiah <clears throat> as, as a, you know, a faithful um, minority of people, but ultimately develops in Isaiah. We get to Isaiah 53 with um, the servant who epitomizes Israel and in whom Israel finds redemption. And so the remnant concept is, is important, but it also shows, <clears throat> excuse me, how the faithfulness of, of, of God's people at the core can sustain the whole. Um, and that's, that's a, a, an approach to mission and ministry that we embrace, that we don't, fo that yes, we want to proclaim the gospel to all, but um, in order to do that, there must be a faithful group at the core who are committed to their lives of prayer and their own growth. And there must be a community in which um, the life of God, of Christ, can be seen so that there's an actual witness to the world and that the commitment of the remnant has a vicarious impact on the whole. <clears throat> this moves away from what often happens in our culture, sort of marketing emphasis, where we're trying to sell something of a message of Jesus, but that message can't be seen in the community that proclaims it. So we first have, must have uh, a visible witness in our in the life, our our lives individually, in the lives of our community before there is a real witness. Isaiah is going to point us to the Messiah, and Mark introduces the Messiah. Mark's gospel is unique in its in its uh, brevity. Um, Luke and Matthew both give us some introductory stories about the birth, um, but um, Mark just begins with the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And in 13 verses, he gets to um, uh, John, the whole ministry of John the Baptist and the baptism and the temptation. And by verse 15, Jesus is ready to begin his ministry. Uh, so the the, the uh, rapid nature that he moves is one of the, the things about Mark's gospel. It makes it a good initial read because you can move through it pretty quickly. Um, but we notice here, we can highlight today the ministry of John the Baptist because he's, he's uh, the one who baptizes Jesus. In icons of John the Baptist, he's pointing to Jesus. And he's always, it's always his message, um, there comes one after me who's mightier than I. As he, and he says in John's gospel, he must increase, I must decrease. And <clears throat> this is one of the reasons that the Canticle of Benedictus is so important for Advent, because it's a, it's a canticle about John the Baptist. 
and thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. And in a sense, um, when we say that, we um, embrace our own lives as a kind of epitome of John, that we also go out to prepare the way for the Messiah by being witnesses that point to him. And when we um, think about our practice of Advent, this is what we can, I, can, I think, reflect on, is how are our lives pointing to Christ? And it's important because in these seasons of Advent and Lent, we talk about prayers and, and fasting and disciplines. It's really easy to turn these into legalistic exercises. I did these things, I did them just right. Therefore, I had a good Advent because I was uh, religiously perfect. Um, that's exactly what Isaiah is gonna tell us that God doesn't want. The question would be, how are we surrendering in a greater way to the work of, of God in our lives? Is leading the incarnational ministry, uh, and so we receive Christ the way Mary received the incarnation. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. So a, a reflection on Advent is, what is God doing in our lives? What is, how is Christ at work in us? And surrendering to that work. Sometimes we rebel against that work. We, we want it to be the way we want it to be rather than the way it is. And so um, embracing Christ's work in our lives and opening our lives up to his presence more so that we, we know him. We don't just go through religious motions in our lives, but we're actually living in a relationship with him. Uh, and that's a, a good way to think of Advent. Um, and to think about even when we think about a confession uh, yeah, there are lists of sins, but it's really how are we resisting the work of God in our lives and how, how can we open our lives up more to his work and presence? I think that's a, a good way to think about the season of Advent. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the form of intercession on page 10 of the booklet. O Lord, are intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of the gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the land of light and join the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, one about doing good, thy son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
together a general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, then unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Have a great yes. day and beginning of the week. Yes. Thank you, Thank you Bishop. Thank you, Bishop.